So again, uh, good morning, everyone. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody's doing good and and uh, uh, enjoying uh, their time, their simple life, I guess, if you will. <laughs> uh, for some, it it isn't as simple, but you know, just being able to stay at home and gives an opportunity for uh, all of us to kind of reflect on you know what's important and um, getting our priorities straight and uh, I would say that uh, that's something I I think I've had an opportunity to do um, in this short time is kind of take stock I can tell you uh, I'm not spending as much um, which is good because uh, there's not a lot to, to there's not a lot to do there's not a lot of places to go um, I say that in the context of um, even you know just something with simple as finances um, just kind of evaluating wow I, I didn't know I you know you know this this amount of money was going to a place that really wasn't uh, of a, a value or, you know, really wasn't uh, moving my life or my family's life forward. Um, and I think those those types of realizations are important um, because as the scripture tells us that, <clears throat> that uh, you know, we are, to, we are to, to study to show ourselves approved. And there's a number of different ways that you can study. Um, obviously, you can study through reading, you can study through application, but in all the, in in both of those ways, it's really about taking the word of God and and putting it into the uh, to the box of your life or um, in the context of your personal life and and learning from whatever um, lessons there are to be learned or learning from the lessons that God reveals to you personally in His Word. Um, and I want to talk about. Uh, uh, a passage of scripture that um, that we've read a, a ton of times. I know I've I've mentioned it uh, many many times, but I want to talk about how this particular verse, how I've um, taken it and put it into the context of my own personal life and what I've learned from it. And hopefully, by me sharing the story, maybe. Um, Maybe you'll maybe you'll look at the same verse and see something different, you know, as God reveals his word to you and speaks to you through his spirit. Um, and maybe you see the same thing and, and maybe this will be an encouragement for you as as you go into the upcoming week. Um, I wanted to uh, start off by talking about uh, uh, the man Job. Um, and we all know Job um, and those of you who don't. Uh, Job was a, a Jew, um, describes him and Job the first chapter as, as one that feared God and uh, shunned evil or avoided evil. And um, he uh, was certainly uh, a man who was, who was blessed in a multitude of, multitude of ways. Um, he was blessed with, with spiritual wisdom. Um, he was blessed with a, a lovely wife, no doubt. Um, in verse number two of Job, the first chapter, he was blessed with seven sons and, and three daughters. Um, he was blessed with physical means. He had 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels. 
and 500 yoke of oxen and and 500 uh, donkeys. He, he had a he had a beautiful home and a and a, and a great estate um, that uh, prompted all of his neighbors to to look up to him and look at him um, and acknowledge the fact that he had been blessed by God. He himself, as it says in verse number five of Job, the first chapter, also acknowledged God's blessings. And so every year um, he uh, brought his family together and and they worshiped together um, and gave a burnt offering of uh, of sacrifice uh, to atone for the sins of not only himself, uh, but also for his sons and and and, uh, all the members of the family. And uh, I got to thinking about Job um, this upcoming week and, and how blessed I am and, I'm, and how blessed all of us are. While we may not, you know, have uh, all the physical things that uh, Job was blessed with, I, I don't have as many children. Um, my wife is certainly as, as, as spectacular as Job's, but I don't have 7,000 sheep and, and all of these various things. I have a modest home. Um, but I am abundantly blessed. All of us are abundantly blessed. Uh, I, I mean, and I know again, <clears throat> it's probably not the, the best practice to reflect upon the plight of others to realize that you've been blessed. But if you forget how blessed you are, I would say, look at the, look at the folks, you know, across the street or, um, you know, the, uh, you know, drive to the middle of town and 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 see some of the uh, some of the folks who who don't have as much as you have. Um, and one of the things that makes Job special, and one of the things that made Job a a perfect and upright man, was he acknowledged that and he did something with that information, with that knowledge. Um, every year. He gave thanks to God every year. He brought his family together. You can imagine it's kind of like uh, our Thanksgiving, which I believe we do every uh, last Thursday in the month of November. Uh, Except in this case, um, Job sacrificed uh, and went through the ceremonial process of of giving giving the sacrifice for the atonement of the sins of he and his family. But... He acknowledged that, and he gave God the glory and the honor. Um, he always said thank you. And so as we continue to read on in Job, the first chapter, um, in verse number 8, <clears throat> when Satan presents himself to the Lord along with all of the other sons of God, as it says in verse number 6, the Lord says, As thou considered my, my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And Satan answered and said, um, Answer the Lord and said, Do with Job fear God for not? Um, hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and above all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And, you know, just to give you the uh, how Thomas, Brother Garner, internalizes that particular passage is Satan is basically saying there that the only reason why 
Um, Job is is an upright man. The, the only reason why he loves and respects you is because you've given him this wonderful life. And if you were to impact um, one or more facets of that wonderful life, he would curse you. Um, uh, curse you to to that uh, to to the Lord's face, as it says in verse number eleven. And again, um, as I talked about in the introduction about studying to show thyself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, it's important that you, when you know, when we read these stories, to put in the context of your life uh, to get the practical lesson for you. And the practical lesson for me when I when I read this is, um, am I am I first off does does God um, you know when He's speaking to His sons up in heaven um, does He refer to me as an upright man, one that uh, is perfect and and fears God and escheweth evil or uh, shuns evil? Does God when He speaks to Satan, and maybe not in a boastful manner, but because we, could, because we know that boasting um, is full of pride and, and God doesn't boast in that way. Um, but when he speaks to my adversary, does he say, uh, have you considered my servant Thomas? Um, or, you know, does he, does he just say the same thing about you, uh, my brother or my sister? Um, and if he does say that, uh, does Satan is Satan's response? Well, the only reason why Thomas um, is is so obedient to your will, Lord, is because you continue to bless him. And if that happens, does the Lord in turn say, "Well, um, as it says in uh, <clears throat> verse number twelve of Job, the first chapter." Uh, where the Lord says in response to uh, Satan's accusation, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put, put not forth thine hands. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Basically giving Satan the power to take all of those things away. And I think about uh, you know the freedoms that, we, uh, that have been taken away from us the past three or four months. Um, not being able to go to the movies, not being able to go out to, to dinner, um, not being able to play baseball or, or run cross country or go to state conference or, um, you know, go to school, go to work. Uh, certainly in the context of our spiritual lives uh, to come together in, in one place in a building. And I think about what if Satan has been given this power by God to negatively impact our lives. And if that and if that is the case, then what does that say about what does it say about each and every one of us? And I, and I say that in the context of a positive outlook, meaning that um, as as we know the scripture tells us God will not put anything but uh, anything in our path. God will not allow a temptation um to overcome us without giving us a righteous means of escape. God will not put more on our plate than what we can bear. Um, and if you if you want the two scriptures that I'm referencing, send me a text and I'll, I'll certainly be more than happy to provide those to you. But 
um, we know that those are two promises that, that God has told us. So these times that we're going through, certainly the times that, that Job went through were a reflection of God's confidence in, in Job in particular. Um, God would not put Job in a position of failure. Job, God knew and had confidence in Job that no matter what Satan did to him, even taking his wife, his children, his uh, physical possessions, his home, even his health, that Job would never curse God to his face. And I would say the same thing for all of us. These, these challenging times that we're going through, um, while they may hurt, while they may be uncomfortable, uh, while they may seem maybe unfair at times, um, uh, you know, depending on you know, what political show or political pundit you listen to, maybe they're um, over-exaggerated or, or half-baked, whatever the case may be. These challenges that we face um, are a manifestation of the confidence that God has in each and every one of us uh, to, to get through these times in a manner that we please in His sight, in a righteous manner, um, without cursing him to his face. And if you continue to read um, in uh, <clears throat> Job, the uh, second chapter, after Satan was uh, officially given permission to uh, challenge Job in that way, that as Job was going through all these things, Job's wife in the ninth, in the ninth verse of Job chapter 2 um, came to him and, and said, Doest thou still retain thine integrity? And what is integrity if not doing the right thing always? What is integrity if not staying true to your principles, um, staying true to the things that you know you should be doing? Um, and so Job's wife said, Why do you continue to do this? Why, why do you stay true? Why do you hold fast to your principles? Curse God and die. Just get it over with. And maybe not curse God in, in the way that we think of cursing God, but um, why not put all of these things uh, on God? Why not just say, man, God is just making my life absolutely horrible. It's God's fault. Um, God is uh, the one to blame. Um, God is uh, punishing me for whatever reason. Um Shame on God for doing this. How dare he uh, impact my life this way? How dare he take away my ability to go out and enjoy my family, go out and enjoy a meal? Um, why is he being so unfair to me? And that's the essence of what Job's wife wanted him to do was to um, pin this all on God in a negative in a negative way and then go ahead and die. But in verse number 10, he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall, not, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. He never went against his integrity. He never went against his principles, um, in that he understood that there are times of blessing, um, and there are times of, of, hard, uh, of hardship. 
And in all those things, there is always, uh, in all of those things, in both blessings and hardship, um, God always is right. God is always good. Um, God is always on the righteous side of the equation, if you will. So I was, as I was thinking about this, um, you know, internalizing this, putting in the context of my life, um, as we kind of talked about last Lord's Day, um, everything happens for a reason. And if the scripture says all things work to the good of those who love Christ and are called according to his purpose, even in times of blessing, even in times of hardship, um, God is always looking out for our best interests. And he was, even though it didn't seem like it, he was looking out for the best interests of Job. Our lives are not as negatively impacted as Job's. If you want to look at it on a scale of 1 to 10, Job was a 10 and we were a negative 0 or a negative 1. Um, it, it pales in comparison to what Job went through in, in most cases. Um, I can't talk for every member of the body of Christ because I know that there are, have been some that have lost loved ones. But um, as far as those of us who are on the call, um, I know that uh, the challenges that we're facing today don't compare to Job. But again, going back to that, um, Job maintained his integrity. And uh, with that said... If you have your Bibles, <clears throat> let's talk about uh, integrity for a second. So, um, give me one second here. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to uh, the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, the uh, sixth chapter. So in uh, Hebrews, the sixth chapter, starting at uh, verse number one, I'm just I'm going to read it um, and then discuss a few points, at least that jump out to me. In Hebrews, the sixth chapter, starting at verse number one, the scripture says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on. Let me start over. Therefore, leading the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified in themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meet for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. And um, uh, first off, may the Lord bless the reading uh, of his word. Uh, 
Um, as we as we talk about integrity, or as, as the scripture talks about integrity, as as Job's integrity was challenged by his wife, uh, the he, the book of Hebrews as it's talking about, you know, growing and and going beyond the uh, the basic principles, also discusses about losing one's integrity um, after they have been baptized into the body of Christ. And that's a horrible thing because what it does, if you lose your integrity, or as it says, if you fall away, if you fall backwards in that formal life, if you go back to your worldly ways, if you take upon, uh, re retake upon yourself a life of sin, um, if you give up your integrity and in, in not serving God as He's commanded us to do, uh, as it says in the latter part of verse number six, that doing so is it is akin to crucifying the Son of God afresh, or again, and putting him to an open shame. Job's wife died. And if she were a member member of the body of Christ, um, and she basically followed through with the recommendation that she gave her husband and that, you know, she died in an unrighteous manner, uh, only one can assume based on uh, those two scriptures. What did she do? She lost her integrity, number one, but she also made... Um, she rejected the sacrifice uh, of the uh, the only begotten Son of God um, and in essence took all of those blessings that God had blessed her with aforetime and basically threw them in the trash, brought them into an open shame, made them of no value, um, even though God died on the cross. And we know that God, that Jesus was God in the flesh. Um, but even through that sacrifice, even through the blessing of eternal life, she threw that away. If she were a member of the body of Christ, in that she cursed God and died, in that she lost her integrity. One of the things that uh, um, we had a hell storm that came through here last week. And uh, prior to the hell storm, there were a lot of people talking about it's getting dry, you know, uh, you know the the crops were aren't getting didn't get as much water here in the valley. Um, it's getting hot. The air quality is getting worse as people are um, getting out on the roads more and more. But God, in His due time, um, in the in the presence of this rainstorm or this hailstorm, came through and dumped a bunch of water on the valley, cleaned up the air quality, um, cooled the temperatures made it a little bit more of a pleasant place to live here in the valley. Now next week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, starting probably tomorrow, I'm assuming, I haven't looked at the, the forecast, but certainly by Wednesday and Thursday, we're looking at 109, 110 degrees. And guess what? There are going to be a lot of people cursing God because it's so hot. Why would God make it so hot outside? It was beautiful. It was comfortable. It was mid-80s. The air quality was good. And now it's super hot outside, and I can't go outside and, 
and uh, you know tend to my garden. I can't go outside in the middle of the day and walk my dog. Um, I don't have a pool, so I'm stuck inside. The drapes are all closed. I, you know, on top of that, I can't go, you know, to the store. I can't go. To, you know, we are complainers. And some of us, and I wouldn't say, you know, those of us on this prayer line, but I would say some of us, generally speaking, even with the challenge of the heightened temperatures relative to what our life used to be or how the climate was last week, even in that simple issue of, of weather, I will lose our integrity and, and um, lose sight of the fact that in everything, in blessings and in hardships, God is always looking out for our best interests. Certainly, as it talks about here in verse number 7 and verse number 8 of Hebrews, the sixth chapter, about how he allows the rain to fall upon the earth and it bring forth herbs, uh, which are which are meat or um, which are purposed, which can be can be used um, and uh, and received as a blessing from God. But as it says in verse number eight, but those who look at those same blessings as thorns and briars will be rejected. Because why? Because they're nigh unto cursing. They're nigh unto cursing God. And as they are nigh unto cursing God, their end is to be burned and they will spiritually die. And this is something that, you know, as I put in the context of my life, I just have to be mindful. And hopefully maybe this speaks to some of you on the line that, um, our lives, even in the worst of times, as long as we are serving God, as long as we are called, uh, as long as we love God and we are called according to his purpose, um, everything, even, again, even in those worst times, are our blessings. We can't look at uh, just the rain and say it's beautiful and then turn around with the same mouth, look at an abundance of sun as a curse or as a hardship. All things um, are to our benefit. All things will work to the good. And <clears throat> that leads us to the scripture reading uh, this morning in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse number four. Um, there's, there's two things that uh, jump out to me in, in, this, in these two verses, uh, uh, these three verses, rather. Um, Verses 4 and 6. Um, but most importantly, in verse number 4, um, it says there is one body. And God, uh, the scripture talks about, uh, you know, the body. And how um, if, how it is natural for uh, the body to want to continue to nourish itself. Um, how the, you know, every person who is rational, um, a good, healthy mental state, uh, will do things that are of benefit to the body. Um, we don't purposely do things, again, those of us, those who are, and I'm speaking generally, those who are in a good mental state, those who are, who are striving to live healthy and in all the sense of the word, um, will not purposely do anything to their body that is going to harm it. Uh, 
And if there is only one body, and God is the head of that body, or excuse me, Christ is the head of that body, um, and God and Christ and the Holy Spirit um, are one and agree as one, then why would God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit do something to the body uh, purposely that would harm it? Secondarily to that, in verse number six, it says that there is one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. Um, he is the preeminent. Um, he is, um, as we know, all-knowing, all-seeing, but he transcends, he permeates every single thing that uh, we see, feel, touch, taste, and interact with on this physical plane. And he is in us all. God loves us. Simply put, we know that God is love, as it states in First First uh, John. So when you're going through these challenges, these times, uh, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, if not tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, whatever the case may be, when you are faced with hardships, just remember that God is always there. If you go back and you read the account of Job, one of the things that Job acknowledged in the very last chapter was that God never, ever once left him alone. God was always there. In every single instance, in every single hardship, even when the dogs were licking his open sores, God was there. God wasn't there laughing. He wasn't there joking. Uh, because we know that our God is not that type of God, but he lovingly looked down upon us with the loving confidence of any father who sees his child learning from their hardships. It's, it would be kind of akin to, to me with my three kids um, running to their rescue every time they said something was difficult. Um, I tell them all the time. You know, it's important for you to go through this. I, I'm not going to help you. Success and failure is up to you. I say those things not out of a lack of, uh, not because I, I want them to suffer unneedingly, but I know that through those sufferings, that's the only way that they're going to grow. And God was looking at Job, you know, as one of his sons with confidence, knowing, um, you know, always there kind of providing a support for him to, to learn from the hardships. And if God is above all and through all and in us all, if this scripture is true, and we know that it is, we are never alone. You are never alone. Even when you feel, even when you are physically alone, you are never alone. God is in the rain, God is in the sun, God is in the dust, and God is in this virus. Uh, you, I, you, know, you may be looking at me cross, you may say, well this virus is killing people. I understand that. But God is through all, above all, and in us all. And God does have a purpose for this virus, God has a purpose for all the things that we're going through. Um, that is not to say that I'm uh, being callous or 
not appreciating the fact that good people have lost their lives. I'm, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that God is in everything. And God is a God of love. And if I know that God is a God of love and He is in everything, that there is love even in the hardships that we are going through right now. Do I know what that looks like explicitly? No, I don't. I am unfortunately not as wise and smart as God to be able to see uh, the, the pattern um, or to, to know everything that God um, has in his head. But I do know that the scripture tells us that all things will work to the good to those who love God and love his son and that are called according to his purpose. Just as Job was. And we know that at the end, Job was blessed seven times more than his beginning. He had a seven times more fabulous, uh, I wouldn't say seven times more fabulous, but he, he, he had uh, more sons and daughters. He, he presumed, uh, based on that, we know that he had another wife. Um, he had another house. He had more uh, camels and goats and donkeys than what he began with. His life was better quantitatively more than what it was and he began and I am I believe and I hope all of you believe as well that we all will be better at the back end of this than we were at the beginning for the simple reason that we have time to reflect we have time to evaluate what's most important we have time to connect with one another um, on a personal level and, and certainly we have time to connect with our families without the uh, without the the pressure or the anxiety of having to be somewhere or to go to some place. And it may be different. That's that's what I'm getting, and it may be different for you. But if we trust in the Lord, if we keep our integrity, if we avoid cursing God, at the end of this, you will be better. Your life will be more enriched. Your life will be more balanced at the end of this than when uh, than the beginning. So hopefully these words uh, uh, from the scripture have been encouraging to you um, as they were to me. Uh, again, if if you didn't glean the same thing from the from the last uh, from the scriptures that we read as I did, that's okay. Uh, as long as you allowing, as long as you're allowing God to speak to you in the context of your personal life, and and the challenges that you're going through personally, um, if you need a prayer, um, if there's something on your mind, um, you know you have your brothers and sisters here rooting for you and supporting you. Um, please communicate that um, after we sing the song of invitation. Um, if there's somebody on the line who is not a member of the body of Christ. Um, again, I, I think all of us are, but I'm just covering the base if I'm wrong. If somebody's listening and they're not a member of the body of Christ, just know that uh, God is calling and waiting for you to accept His call. And all you have to do is hear it, believe it, repent, confess, and be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to obtain the gift of the Holy Spirit and uh, live faithfully until death in, in order to obtain a crown of life. 